Wilson, and also our good friends over at Firefly, helping us recover when we're on the road. Today we have a uh, solid episode. We got some Hawaiians <laughs> on, on the show. We have the Crab Brothers here in the studio. How's it, boys? How's it? What's up? Good to be here. Oh, yeah. We're uh, high above the Manhattan Beach Pier. You guys like our new studio? <laughs> <laughs> Waves are good today. I don't think that joke is ever going to get old. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of Manhattan Pier, speaking of Manhattan Pier, all three of us have gotten this close to <laughs> getting on wow. <laughs> Let's get right <laughs> into it. Three points. Wow, that was a good segue, Trev. Oh. Yeah, oh, we've uh, a little taste. I'll have a little taste of it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm not going to taste this Corona. Uh, <laughs> Nothing about oh, Manhattan Beach open right. for me. Yeah, we last, what, last At least three? we lost the fill. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where'd you lose the drinking oh. game? Oh. <laughs> I, lost the, I lost the fill as well. Sorry, I was in it twice. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Last four years in a row, now that I mention it. Yeah. First, me, I, lo- first you, I lost to Nick and Phil, and then I lost to Jake and Casey. They got lucky. A little, <laughs> little miscue at the end there. Sure and then Trevor lost to Phil and Nick, and then Bug lost to Phil and Nick. So much of freaking, uh, what do you call it? The, the skater lady who took out her opponents. I'm going to do that to Phil. What was her name? I'm drowning in talking about? What movie? I don't I'm know. Sports Reporter? Well, I'm trying to... The, the description wasn't the greatest. The skater lady who took out her... What's her name? There was a movie made about her. Oh, it was a real oh, thing? Oh, Tanya Harding. Tanya yeah. Harding. Uh, yeah. Something really Tanya happened? Tanya Harding, Phil. Yeah. yeah. Just joking, people. It's not, <laughs> not a real thing. <laughs> anyway. Way to start it on the depressing note. Right? <laughs> We have we all three of you guys are going for the Olympics. Um, you two together, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. And then Taylor, I guess you and Jacob have been on the quieter side of what your plans are. So I guess what uh, what's your schedule looking like for this upcoming year? Uh, yeah, I guess it's a bummer that Fort Lauderdale got canceled. Yeah. Obviously, but uh, we're gonna go to Sydney and skip Qatar. Uh, we just thought no need to do that flight that trip right off the bat, uh, especially Jake was nursing, wasn't an injury, but just getting his knee healthy for the full coming year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, once, you know, April hits, we'll, we'll do that whole, I think it's a 12 week stretch or back to back every weekend. That's nuts. Yeah, we're all going to be fairly sick of each other by then. <laughs> Partner. I'm just going to be hanging out. With <laughs> just be me and Bentley. You just hang out with the same people all the time. Uh, <laughs> traveling without sleep. It's, Kind of a shit show. Yeah. Is it... I mean, what AVPs are you guys going to be able to do? Do you know? Uh, we're for sure doing New York and Chicago and Hawaii and... Um, hopefully Manhattan. Hopefully Manhattan. Are y'all gone for Huntington, too? Oh, and Huntington. So that's our right, fifth. So five of the eight. That's so those, bad. and then most likely Manhattan is the fifth one. Okay. Manhattan's yeah. over a four-star, but I think everyone's going to try to... We should all just make a pack. Yeah. That way no one can yeah. jump in Olympic. Of course, like, Kalinske and them yeah. are going to go anyway. But and if all four of us go to um, Moscow, then Someone someone's going to get their name on the pier. That yeah, that's true. Shit, all right, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's a good point. So that's why we got to all play. 
Rosie was just talking about how excited he is that Hermosa is conflicting with what a, a four star or yeah. Tokyo that mandatory. is mandatory. Yeah. So Rosie was like, "All right, let's check yeah. that one off now." Yeah. I hope he wins it. Yeah, I actually could sure be cheering for Rosie. He's the only, yeah, definitely the only guy I would be okay with winning an yeah. AVP. Well, you don't want, you don't want someone there. that has never won. Yeah, to uh, win Hermosa right off the bat, like t- how Taylor did. Well, at least I beat Trevor in the finals. Oh, that's true. Uh, you beat yeah, Rosie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Rosie, that's good. It is funny to see because, like, I feel like most people who don't know you don't understand that, like, when you talk trash, it's not. Like you and Stafford are like friends. Like you and Rosie are friends. And like I feel like people think that people take it way more seriously, and obviously a couple of them do. It's like a disorder. Yeah. Trevor doesn't know how to talk without talking. <laughs> it's a disorder. This is how I communicate. Oh yeah, definitely some of the the uh, there's a lot of guys out there that that can't take it, and it's actually a like a mental strength to have or yeah. to not have. Definitely. You know, I think brings you down as an athlete. If you look at all the good athletes, they they all trash talk a little bit. You know? Imagine how yeah. much Taylor had it. to deal with growing up, <laughs> being younger. You little shit. <laughs> we all call them that. Yeah. You did too. Yeah, that's true. I, mean, I didn't have a younger brother, so I had to you know, yeah. jump in on that a little bit. <laughs> I had five guys just calling me little shit the whole, yeah. the whole life. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. People wonder why you're so quiet. Training you, (laughs) I feel like on some level though that like probably helped you a ton in the long run. Just like because I feel like it's almost I think it's like scientifically proven that like that the youngest of siblings is almost always the best because you're always playing against people who are older, bigger, and better. Yeah, and you turn I mean, out. No offense, Trev. Well, def- definitely in, in my group. Definitely offended. Like, <laughs> no, it's definitely offending. <laughs> Offensive. <laughs> I'm right no, here. In, in my core group of friends that I grew up with, I was actually the only volleyball player. So, the guys that I did play volleyball with were all older than me. So, I know it's a, a blessing, and I loved it, and I'm thankful for it. Yeah. And then do these guys still give you crap, or is it? Are you past they, it now? They try to, but we try. <laughs> I'm climbing the ranks, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I haven't been out there the last two years, yeah. so that's my excuse. <laughs> and now, I mean, with you two, obviously, you're sitting on the same couch, and clearly, you don't like entirely hate each other. What was it like when you were playing together? Because I feel like there was some actual like real animosity there, but I feel like also some of it might have been a little WWE. Instagram trash talk to you. I don't know what like the line was when you WWE, guys were man, those guys are at- real athletes. <laughs> <laughs> so careful what you say. I mean, high tight leather boots and a speedo. It's <laughs> <laughs> freaking athlete right there. But when you guys were playing together, I mean, what was like the relationship like, and and how has it grown to like where you guys are now? It seems like it's always hard to play with a brother. Like, all the other guys yeah. on tour in the past, like, those Swiss brothers that, like, apparently, like, almost killed each other. Oh, yeah. And, like, would quit <laughs> matches, and obviously yeah. you guys didn't do that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, McKibbins, said, McKibbins friggin' have a little <laughs> difficulty with that. Uh, to, well, I mean, it's, 
it's every partnership, like the longer you're with someone, that's true. the more stuff's going to get on your nerves. That's and true. then I think being brothers just amplifies it that much more. So, yeah, I mean, for the most part, we were able to just put it all behind us and go out there and perform. Mm-hmm. And we played great the year and a half we were together. Uh, but then, yeah, just like every partnership, it gets harder and harder as it goes on. And then Jake Gibb called. <laughs> <laughs> Three-time Olympian calls. <laughs> little snake, little, little snake. <laughs> <laughs> little snake in the grass. <laughs> but also not a bad pickup for you. I mean, you you both picked yeah. up Olympians. That's true. And, and like yeah. two legends. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun playing with him. And obviously last year didn't really go as planned, but then teamed up with this guy and it kind of went from a as low as I could go in my career to <laughs> as high as I am right now. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> basically, like, losing in fucking qualifiers, like, last year. 0 for 5 in qualifiers. Really? Last year, FIB qualifiers. Whoa. Oh <laughs> With three different partners. And then, but someone now, like, Rosie and we're main draw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea how we're. Yeah, main and now we're main draw, top twenty in the world. <laughs> the quick turnaround, and, yeah. and I was definitely not thinking that we were a good partnership. It's like on paper we're yeah. the same player. It's like I don't think we work with each other's strengths. <laughs> Neither of us play defense. We're both left siders, and we're both kind of tweener blockers. But it was gonna be fun. I was like, I don't care about how I do at the end of this year. Hopefully Trevor's dumb enough to pick me up. <laughs> and then he was. Yeah. And then we actually like, started shit. winning eventually. I was like, oh shit. I guess this is a good idea. And I get to travel a little with my friend now. Sweet. <laughs> this is a bonus. Yeah, I knew for Manhattan we weren't gonna like obviously win the tournament and like so it Especially been, like, when I freaking yeah, strained it was, my rib. It was definitely like second match. Uh like I probably could have done better that tournament with Mayor, having all that time together. But it was like a, a, kind of like a sacrifice to see, and turn it. It was like a risk, and I took it and I went. It's working out, yeah. and you you did end up actually beating Mayer. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. We him played him and Avery. Him Avery, right? and Avery yeah. Yeah. That was a fun match. But we John took it. Well, he's a great guy, and we had a fun match against each other that yeah. that one. And now he's retired and going to be coaching full time. Yeah, which is no. good for him. I've asked try a couple of times, but um, with you, how's the transition to, to defense and a whole different side? I mean, you're making a, a bunch of changes. Yeah, it's been... Biggest help's been Jose, for sure. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a genius when it comes to, like, every skill in volleyball. And that's kind of the players we are. Is we're all around. We're, we're all kind that's of geniuses. That's 6'5", you know. <laughs> <laughs> all, all geniuses, you know. <laughs> Pretty, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jose but he was a similar kind of all around 6'5, tweener. Block back yeah. in the split day. block. Yeah. Really good side out player. I think there's more value than but, we even expected. Like, oh, I thought he was good. More. I was like, yeah, I'm sold. Yeah. Uh, on his kind of spiel. But now I'm like, oh, damn, we like scored here. Yeah. He like has been here but he's been where we're trying to go and that's really rare with the coach yeah and the, the even more positive thing is his energy level he just oh, yeah. <laughs> keeps it going there's practices where the, we're out there and we're just like you know going through the motion you know yeah and he like 
gets on us, you know. And he's like, let's go, yeah. He knows how to uh, how to fire us up too. Like yeah. He, he just goes straight to like trash talking us. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna win this drill. He gets up on the box. I'm gonna crush you guys. I'm right gonna now. make you go home and cry the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. That's what he says. <laughs> and like, God, you're gonna wish you never play volleyball in your life. Yeah. yeah. What you guys were doing before, that was Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my land now. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. That's awesome. I mean, oh, it works. You need to let him just. You need to keep like a book of like Jose saying like Jose isms. You're right. <laughs> and we have an assistant coach, Pompilio, as well. Yeah. Our other, our other Brazilian. Brazilian. Yeah. Not uh, yeah. You can barely understand them, but it gets, it gets it's the got, job done. Yeah, yeah. A few little nuggets of gold every once in a while. <laughs> and so obviously I think Rich brings a different dynamic to the table. We had Rich on the podcast. Um, yeah, so how is it as a player kind of being coached by Rich who like gold medalist Libero, so I'm sure yeah. that he's probably I mean, taught you a thing or two. Yeah, I mean he's a genius with volleyball as well. He's been at the top, uh I love learning from him every day. He's also he fires us up in different ways. He uh, yeah. he's super smart guy. His super dialogue guys. is unreal. dialogue. Yeah, always cracking jokes. <laughs> oh, guys, you know this quote, joke of the day was. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's really he's really uh, good in there. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he, he likes to make fun of us more than anything. Yeah. No, no, it's great. I think even just today his Instagram post he is. Making fun of my new shades, how I'm next on SpaceX going He's on to Mars. Mars. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake's the only guy sweating in our group. And, uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's just awesome having a guy who's so smart with volleyball and also someone you get along with so well just on the road. And that's what you need, really. It's good team yeah. chemistry, team, uh, yeah. good camaraderie for us to go out and perform. Yeah. I mean, when we had Jake on, um, I think it was what, right after Manhattan maybe he mentioned that you know you were starting to get a little bit more vocal um mm -hmm. being a little bit more of a leader on the team is that a tough role for you to step into being as young as you are surrounded by a gold medalist coach and a three-time olympian yeah i think it's not the fact that i don't want to be vocal about it it's that i have a guy who's been there three times how am i going right. to tell him what right. to do mm -hmm. i have a guy that's won a gold medal for the indoor team how am i going to speak over him but that's something we've really been working on, and they've made it a lot easier on me because of the trust we have, because of the respect we have. And when I do say something, they actually listen. So mm -hmm. it makes me want to say stuff more. So yeah, it's been a, a big focal point of how I'm trying to grow as a player and yeah. for our team. Yeah, it seems like, and I, I hate it because I know it's such a good teammate kind of thing. Like Jake's such a good teammate. And yeah. We had Rich on. Who, and he was talking about that as well, where he's the type of player that likes to have someone tell him what to do, and yeah. he's able to be that soldier and just go execute it extremely well. Yeah. Obviously, he can be the leader, but he'd almost prefer for yeah, he, you to tell him what to do, and then he executes. That's exactly what he says. Just tells Rich, just tell me what to do so I can just go out there and do it. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> so, how I feel. Like yeah. When I was on the court with Hayden, I was like... Perfect. You want to you want to do everything like yeah. plan everything and not have me have a say. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and then I got to a point in my career where I was like, all right, now I have some opinions. <laughs> How do we do this? And then I switched to Trevor. <laughs> but no, yeah, Jake. I mean, that's such a valuable thing. I think that he yeah. has, and and 
he'd be missing out if he, I mean, obviously you've been successful at every level, so he'd be missing yeah. out on a lot if you were to be close-minded yeah. just because you're younger than him. Right. And, I mean, <clears throat> Trey, you mentioned it, that, I mean, you and Trev have been really close friends for your whole lives. Was mm-hmm. was that also an element that almost made you hesitate to be partners? Because, I mean, you're going to have to have, like, some difficult conversations and there's just, like, if you get on a tough streak, like that could put a strain on that friendship. Like, was, was that a factor at all? Or was it just, this is going to be awesome? I mean, I think it would have been. I think I grew enough as a person these last two years to be like, all right, yeah, difficult conversations aren't that fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can figure it out. Yeah. But, like, being able to, like, really enjoy yourself at your job every day, that's pretty damn cool. Yeah. So I'm stoked on that sense. And then uh, I think we just understand how we all kind of learn the game together. So like, even when they weren't on tour, I was like, trust me, like these guys are going to be good. They learn the game with me. I know that they know it to the same extent that I do. So when I play with Trevor, I already, even though we've never played together, I know that he knows what I'm talking about and we could go back and forth on a lot of stuff. He actually knows a little bit more than I thought. <laughs> a little more than him. Not, not more than me, but more than I thought he knew. <laughs> he was just hiding it a little bit. <laughs> we are now going to take a quick second for a word from our sponsors. And before we do, we just wanted to thank you guys, as always, for listening. You are what keeps the show going on. Um, now, if you want to do us a huge favor and drop us a review on iTunes or Podbean, we would greatly appreciate it. If not, support our sponsors. They're the ones who also keep the show going. So any support in any way, we appreciate. So here's a word from our sponsors on Sandcast. This show has been brought to you by Firefly Recovery. Now, I know that uh, I have done a terrible job with my recovery all season long, which is why I'm a huge fan of Firefly. I always thought recovery, you had to go get a massage, it had to be an hour-long thing, but it doesn't. With Firefly, all you have to do is just strap this thing on to your knee, which is what's been bugging me, and you can strap it on at work, so you can do your recovery while you're getting paid and doing your work. You can strap it on during an airplane, which is exactly what I did on my way to Maryland for New Year's and Christmas. You can bring it on the way back from the plane you can do it in the car ride you can recover on the go doing whatever you want which is exactly why i love firefly it does everything that you would need it to do it moves the blood flow down there and you're naturally recovering you don't need these enormous normatec boots and be grounded you can do it on the move on the go it's a huge help for me um, with how much you have to lift and play beach volleyball i highly recommend firefly recovery so check them out uh, if you are an athlete if you are just uh, a weekend warrior looking to get that soreness out of your muscles firefly is the way to go so hit them up at fireflyrecovery.com give them a try i highly recommend it this podcast is also brought to you by wilson volleyball i know if you've been following beach volleyball players on instagram lately there's a lot of complaints about how difficult it is to play with the dreaded mikasa which is used on the international tours but if you're not playing internationally and if you're not playing p1440 whose season won't be rolling around till late fall anyway we are back to using the wilson people so hallelujah and celebrating that so if you need a, a refill on wilson balls they are the best balls in the market and best thing yet we give you a 20 percent discount here at sandcast if you Use the discount code Wilson San. By far the best ball. The college players use it. The AVP uses it. Almost every grassroots tour uses it. The CBVA rocks it. There's a reason that everyone uses Wilson. It's the best ball in the market. Highly recommend you pick up a bag of Wilsons today, especially if you want to use our Wilson code Wilson Sand. So go ahead and get yourself a bag of volleyballs today or any other equipment you might need. 
This next segment is brought to you by Pacific Coast Wealth Management. We are all excited for the race to Tokyo, the 2020 Olympic Games, and therefore I wanted to give you guys an update brought to you by our friends at Pacific Coast Wealth Management over who the leaders are both in the world and in the country. Number one in the race to Tokyo is Vyacheslav Krasilnikov and Oleg Stoyanovsky of Russia, followed by two more Russian teams, Ilya Lishukov and Konstantin Semenov and Taras Miskiv and Valerie Samode. Uh, I butchered those names for sure, but those are your top three international teams in the race for Tokyo. Number one from the U.S. is the split-blocking extraordinaires Triborn and Trevor Crab with 1,160 points. They are currently ranked number nine in the 2019 standings. The second team from the U.S. currently is Miles Evans and Billy Kolinsky with 1,040 points. And ranked number three in the U.S. in the 2019 season is Casey Patterson and Stafford Slick, who are no longer playing together. So expect some changes as the season is coming up. And for now, just enjoy our Pacific Coast Wealth Management update of the race to Tokyo. And now back to the show. And with with Florida, I know that you guys were doing kind of two-a-days, Trev. We've learned that you can still barely dunk a basketball, too. Yeah, I can get up there just enough. That was enough. weak. That was weak. Just enough. I can get up there, you know. I, I got a lot of heat from that. It wasn't even me. They were talking about that. You can't even dunk. Whoa. <laughs> wow. See, bud. See, bud. Oh, oh man. I was, going, I was going at like 50%. It's tough when we have a guy that, oh. that was in an NBA slam dunk contest yeah. jumping over P. Diddy. Oh, my <laughs> God. You can't be throwing up those dunks when we got see, bud, now. I forgot about that. Oh. Wow. But how was, like, Florida in general? I mean, I know that it was just kind of – I know you'd rather play Fort Lauderdale, but in terms of, like, what you guys get out of it um, – Seems like a pretty good trip. I mean, I beat Trevor in golf, so there's that. <laughs> and then free throw contest, also beat Trevor. Um, so thanks for the juices. I, it, I we mean, got some green juice, and there was ginger and turmeric in it, so I really got much healthier for that. You know, so thank you, Trevor. This is his first, first time beating me in anything, so it's not true. I'll let, it, I'll let him have it with his lucky swings. So... Trev's you keep doing it. Trev's been losing a lot. I had a rough week out in Florida. (laughs) Lose three juices. (laughs) Three juices, and then we were betting with Jason Lockhead, and and then we played a set against Phil and Nick, and uh, or a match, and we lost the match. Um, So it was like just almost. He has a gambling addiction, pretty much. It's pretty like. I remember at the the AVP banquet, like before something would be announced, he'd like lean back and be like. Yeah. <laughs> I've won some good bets in my life, but I've probably lost more. <laughs> For example, the bet the one thing that Trevor did win out in Florida was when the Lakers were down ah. two points and it was a, Rajon Rondo a buzzer for beater the win. with Ron the Ron, Rondo has the ball in his hand. He can't shoot. And I called He's it. He's never made a, a game winning shot in this his is career. First game winner. First game winner. And I was like and I bet obviously that the Lakers were gonna lose, and somehow Rondo comes up and. and That's the only thing I it. want out there. The only thing you want was betting on Rondo <laughs> making his first freaking game winner after like what? 15 Every years. dog has its day, just like your <laughs> golf game. That's for sure. Every every day. <laughs> every day I'm a dog. <laughs> I did sink one out of the um, sand trap. That happened. 
<laughs> I feel like we should start putting, uh, like when I do previews for AVPs, I should start putting lines down for odds for teams to win. Oh, oh yeah. For like, fun. for like once quarterfinals on, then and I should start putting like lines on each those, match. Matzo will take those bets for sure. Yeah, I used to have lines. Everyone and I need to do some practice. Everyone goes to the and checks the lines before. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that'd be he sick. He does. He does do... Um, <laughs> yeah. We can do, do that. Oh, no, you do you power rankings. Do that. Dude, yeah. don't do, do power rankings anymore. Just do lines. People love power rankings. I can I do mean, them both. Okay, do them both. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you could do them both. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I didn't know you were a baller. <laughs> I didn't know you... Yeah. Yeah, the odds would be nice. <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah. scary for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I don't think I want that on my yeah, team. Come on, dude. My yeah. teammate. Extra pressure. Yeah, he's already betting with people uh-huh. for the season. Yeah. Oh sure. gosh. With, guy. I mean, with all three of you guys, Olympics are obviously the goal, but that's so far away that how do you how do you kind of balance that long term goal with the short term vision too? Because it's not like you know you could just ignore like you're finishing a four star. Like, well, yeah. we're really just shooting two years ahead. Yeah, and. It, from experience, you really got to stay present in it. It's like such a long process. And as much as uh, our sport weighs on Olympics, you want that label, everyone, that's everyone's dream. It's like, it's literally one tournament of your whole career. And you're, if, you, if you get caught up in two years of, of that certain event, like putting pressure on every other event, then you're just kind of wasting your time away, you know? You really got to stay present and like want each individual tournament as a victory and enjoy that and not be like, yes, we got a few points or like, oh, that was a good finish, but we're not done yet. We have to qualify. Yeah. Like, no, you just had a great finish on the world tour. Like, enjoy that. Be there. If at the end of the process, you, I mean, you're going to look at it and then strategically pick uh, times when you want to peak and whatnot, but like, just stay present and. Don't make it a two-year thing. Yeah. And, I mean, with you guys, this is the first time you've gone into a quad knowing you're pushing for the Olympics. Now, try, I don't know if, like, you and Hayden were necessarily planning on it, but midway through, you're like, we're yeah, right we there. Yeah, we started doing well, and we're like, well, we're in the two spot right now, so we might as well go for it. Yeah. But, yeah. But does that, does it change the approach or the way you look at a season? Uh, Just what Try said, you got to stay present, just... You know, something I took away from last year is we had just mediocre finishes, like a couple ninths and two seventeenths, and then we actually dropped to the qualifier after mm-hmm. we made the semis in Stad, but the next tournament we were in the qualifier in Vienna. <laughs> so we had to battle back there, and it was like from coming from a top 15, 20 team and then dropping down, you feel more pressure on that. You're like, what's going on? Like, yeah, you know, are, are we a good team together? But then... You know, it's why it's nice to have, you know, friends as your teammates or, you know, Jake's such a good friend, such a good partner, Rich is such a good friend that you're able to stick together and focus on the next tournament and, yeah. you know, forget about the last one and focus and be in the present. Yeah. How how strange was it? Because I know with, like, the FIVB point system operates a little yeah. different than AVP where you're finished in the previous tournament. Those points, <laughs> they don't yeah. go into, like, Vienna. Like uh-huh. you said, how strange was it to be semis in Stad yeah. with a, a swing to be in the finals too and then you're in the qualifier like that's it was, a crazy yeah, it was switch. really weird because once in the qualifier you started day before that's two extra matches that you don't need yeah when you're you're on a 
I think it was a four-week trip for us. We're like, we've got two extra matches the day before the tournament <laughs> yeah. starts now. And, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was difficult mentally. It was very difficult. But, uh, yeah, we were able to pull together and have a couple of good finishes after that. Yeah. Did we, uh, Hayden and I, when we won our first FIVB, we were in the qualifier then the next yeah. the next few days. <laughs> Within a few it's days. Nuts. Like in four days later, back in the qualifier. Yeah. But we had won the previous event. It's crazy. And that happens a lot. Like, yeah. it's happened a lot over the years. That's how deep, like, the World Tour is. Yeah. It's not, like, the same top ten teams every time. Yeah. Not even close. Because, like, halfway through the year last year, Anders and Christian were in the qualifiers, too. Were they? Yeah. It was great. And, like, that, that and, like, going, and, like, going to three sets, too. Like, being pushed in the qualifiers. Yeah. And, yeah. Ended up, you know, having one of the best runs in the history of <laughs> international beach volleyball. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's... It's crazy. That's why seating doesn't really matter. Like no, world even, tours. Even if you think like you know, I'm I'm playing a qualifier team, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, like, there's some serious like landmines in the, in the qualifiers. Yeah. It's more about yeah. matchups. Like oh, we match yeah. up well against yeah. this great team. Not mm-hmm. like oh, we're gonna smash this team because they suck. Yeah, I mean, best teams from every country. So. And each country can have up to, like, four teams. So, like, you're playing Brazil's qualifier team. You are you could be playing a top-ten team in the world. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty gnarly. Which I think all of them, or almost all of them are, when they qualify, they move up to the right, yeah. top ten. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's gnarly. And they just had a shake-up, too. I think uh, Evandro scooped up Bruno. Oh, yeah. Right, right and Pedro is with uh, Vitor Philippe. That'll be interesting, okay. Yeah, so it'll be, I don't know, I feel like it'll be fun to watch Bruno with like one of the best players in the world. Again. Not that Pedro wasn't, but Evandro, like anyone he plays with, he's won with. Yeah, recently. he's kind of like one of those freaks, you know. Ooh. He's not that uh, fundamental as a blocker. Like, you can't really compare him to Alessandro in terms of blocking, um, but his serve. And serving wins matches. Yeah, his does, yeah. It's really gnarly. I just you have to you have to think defense. I feel like yeah. instead of you know how you have like a different stance and whatever mentality, serve receivers defense. When if Andrew's serving, you're you're playing defense. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah. Is there like one player in the world? Because when we talked to Brower and Muse, and both of them mentioned that they had never beaten Evandro, and they like made a point of mentioning oh, that, yeah. And then I, and then they smashed him in the finals in Huntington, uh, like a couple days later. Yeah. Is there like one player in the, the world for? Yeah, exactly. For so we'll have three Olympians here in twenty twenty just because the podcast. Well, we're gonna have a parade in Hawaii. <laughs> True. I guess we gotta actually do something there. Yeah. <laughs> um, just making it gets the parade. But is there is there like one player or team that you guys look at aside from you know Anderson Christian maybe but that you just look at like that's the guy that I want to beat. Um, Jake Taylor for me it's Phil. <laughs> for me it's still Phil. You know, I think he's still the best from all those Manhattans. I think he's still the best uh, player yeah. in the world, and he's the he's the guy to beat. Like. Every time you go up against him, you know, yeah, um, that's just for me, in my opinion. But obviously, for if I had to pick, you know, for FIVB or a foreign team, I'd, you know, pick probably uh, the Dutchies or or uh, Nikolai Lupo. Right yeah, 
just because they're a couple of those strong top teams. Yeah. Nikolai and Lupo didn't play a whole lot no, last year. They were kind of MIA. Yeah. I think Dutchies are the only team I haven't beaten on tour. It was Spain and them before. Because they're obviously Thanks just... to Trevor, yeah. we beat Spain. Spain, yeah. But they're, Dutchies are obviously like another freak, couple of freak athletes, you know, that are yeah. big, big guys. Um, and obviously Christian and uh, Anders are on the big rise right now. So anytime you go up against them, it's it's pretty... It's pretty big time if you can take them take them down. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any anyone for you? Uh. Yeah, Nikolai and Lupo. I I love playing them. I played them a, kind of a bunch now. It's always been a battle against them. Just they're such a unique team with Nikolai being that monster and then Lupo just being a little crafty guy. That yeah. He is. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you say like little yeah. crafty guy. Like he's six five. Yeah. <laughs> he's a big yeah, he little crafty guy. Five. He's like six four probably. Yeah. Jeez. But, yeah. uh, Maybe he's better posture. It's, uh, <laughs> no, it's those are the games or the teams that I like as a defender, just trying to figure out a guy, just always keeping me on my toes, making me frustrated at times. Like, how the hell is he seeing me? Yeah, and, right, right. Uh, that's always fun. And then obviously, Anders and Christian, uh, our game with them and Stad was probably was my, favorite, my favorite. My favorite match of all time it was just the crowd there the energy and then how close it was just back and forth the whole time yeah uh, yeah I can't wait to play those two teams again. yeah and you, you played them back to back the same day right you played Anders and Christian and Nikolai and Lupo right uh, or Anders was, was one in the semis Nikolai okay. and Lupo we played in pool play and beat them and we lost to them for the bronze medal match okay in, in three I think both matches went to three it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I loved it. And they, Nikolai set the record on me with fastest serve in the world. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? 118. Oh, jeez. Kilometers. What? Did yeah. you pass it? Did you pass Holy it? cow. Oh, no. Was 30 <laughs> rows up in the stands. No, 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 I know. I saw the <laughs> Wait. He was... He served it straight. He just sailed it? Or no? No. He aced you. Yeah, I mean... It was straight at me. Oh, got it, got it. I couldn't move or do anything. It just <laughs> yeah. hit my arms and went oh, 15 got rows in the center. <laughs> I thought you meant he just freaking rocketed it. Oh, but when he got sailed it. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't get it if you miss the serve. Uh, that's what it's, I was thinking. Was, what? Uh, it's got to be in. It's got to be in, guy. <laughs> yeah, that's not right. Yeah. The ones where they're coming right at you, but you're like, oh, yeah. I don't know where to... Yeah. Those are not right. I feel like everybody would have just assumed Evandro would have had the hardest. I think Nikolai kind of like flies under the radar. Cause like, well, Evandro, he's such a good setter, too. It doesn't go as fast because he hits it, I feel, from like a higher point yeah. and he going down more. Sideline, so he doesn't line, need as much middle. speed on it, I feel. Yeah. Nikolai has more power on the serve. Um, yeah. Dude, I and think... Less, like, Evandro puts a lot of spin on it. Yeah. Like, true spin, so he can really, like, yeah. carve it. Yeah. I think people forget about how gnarly Phil's serve used to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. when I first came on tour, he was still jump serving all the time. Yeah. And he would hit sidelines, like, even... This is why Evandro's gnarly, too, because he has such... He's hitting from such a high point. But you'd be, like, dive... He's ripping jump serves, and you're diving forward. In front like, of you. Yeah, it's in front of you. <laughs> Usually, it's, like... At your sideline, yeah. but now you're having to like dive forward for like a really hard serve. That's what that's the serves that 
Phil would do. And then Evandro's doing that now, basically. Mm-hmm. Out of the middle, and then just going towards the sideline. I don't think it's as radical angles as Phil was hitting. And then they'll go deep middle, which is just, like, the hardest two balls to yeah. hit. But, yeah, no, they're pretty gnarly. Is there, I mean, you mentioned that serving wins matches out there. Is yeah. there, like, what are the biggest things you picked up from playing the World Tour the last couple of years that you were trying to implement in your game? Uh, definitely tough serving. And I think, uh, like, transition setting and attacking. Like, putting up perfect sets for your partner to go hit, not just in system. It's those kind of weird plays, those bang-bang plays where the other, uh, all the best teams in the world can put up a perfect set in any situation. Yeah. Which allows them to, you know, win points that maybe they shouldn't have won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, Trev, what about you? What are you, well, obviously you got a whole new learning defense yeah. <laughs> and a whole new side. Yeah, yeah the defense is Everything is different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything. Yeah, it was, uh, but I mean, just like how we were talking about earlier, being a all-around volleyball player, good volleyball player is probably, I think, the most you know key to being a, a top beach player. You know, yeah. So to know defense, right side, left side, everything. Yeah. Um, is is really important. I feel, and that can separate you. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because if you can side out from either side of the court, you can. You know, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Side now. Have you two like, is one of you sort of the the default blocker in any way, or is it just like we're talking like a true like say Trevor like you got really hot against the Germans for example. We both had hot matches, but in those matches like we talked about it for a second and we never did it. (laughs) I think we're both a little too confident. Like you're blocking well, like yeah, but I'll I'll go. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah, Yeah, you're blocking well now, but I can do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We literally, like, sure. then we tried it, like, once. Yeah. And we just, like... And you missed your serve. Because <laughs> I, was, I wasn't used to, like, running up anymore. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is awkward now. This one time. <laughs> I, like, forgot how to do it. But we probably uh, should, realistically. Yeah, I think we did it in practice the other day for, like, the first time ever. Yeah, we've yeah. been practicing a little bit. When you were stuffing Casey Patterson off the court or you say practice, <laughs> wow. That oh, was, yeah. Forgot about that. That was a beat, uh... <laughs> That was, yeah. Just try to stoop down and make sure the mic catches all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice shout out. And so, yeah, (laughs) you three obviously are going for the Olympics. What about the indoor team? What of the Hawaiian crew is trying to make a run on the indoor team? I think the same three guys. It's what, Micah Christensen and the Shojis? Yeah, and the Shojis. Okay. Do you guys ever think, like, how absurd it is what your childhood group of friends is doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty nuts, and the thing we all come from like the exact same courts and like like place that we learned how to play. It wasn't like it's crazy enough if we all came from Oahu or from Honolulu, but we all came from Outrigger. Yeah, like this small little just beach club in Hawaii. Yeah. And if you learn the history of Outrigger, like you'll see, like there's, I mean, first of all, the sport was invented there back in the Duke Hanamoku days. But, like, everyone's parents, besides mine, my parents are just athletes who, you know, paddle at the club and stuff. Um, but everyone else's parents, like, their dad is, like, very high IQ volleyball players uh, who 
I mean, everyone, right? Like the Shoji's dad is like a god, volleyball god out there, <laughs> who was learned how to play volleyball and grew up with your dad, I'm pretty sure, yeah. right? Spencer McLaughlin's dad. Like these are all our coaches growing up. Mark Hain. Yeah. And they're like some of the best volleyball players in the world, and especially Beach because they grew up at these courts. Clay Stanley. Clay Stanley. Yeah. Clay Stanley's dad. But what's John yeah. Stanley? Yeah. Yeah, we. I think our generation though is is kind of has been I'm not gonna say like the best but more we have both beach and indoor yeah you know our generation the older generation like Kevin Wong guys it was just clay you know that was on the indoor team yeah you know they had more of the beach guys beach guys but it's kind of a tweener it, too I feel like because he's younger than the, the Wonger but the, yeah right? but now we don't just um not to call out them. yeah now <laughs> we have three guys on the indoor team you know yeah which is pretty pretty amazing, yeah. and, and Clay Clay was the last guy, and he was one of the best, if not the best, you know, indoor players to come come out of Hawaii. Um, but yeah, I think it's so so cool. Our generation has you know the beach group, and then the indoor group going for the Olympics and being the top, you know, trying to be the top guys in the world. Yeah, and the and beach group's really only there. just getting started. I know indoor careers generally don't last like as long. Like would Micah or the Shoji's. Would that be an interest of them to come out For to the sure. beach? Yeah, I've talked to Kavika about it, and he's we've talked about having a little showdown. Oh yeah, we still have <laughs> yeah, to have yeah, our showdown. Right. Me and Kavika versus uh, Taylor and Micah. Ooh. A little beach indoor. Micah Ma. No, Micah Christensen. Micah Christensen. And I'm broadcasting yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Micah Ma is calling lines. Or <laughs> 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 yeah, he's he's coming Micah out of the album drop right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's album dropping. Oh, Micah. He's DJ Micah it. Ma is in the studio. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna DJ it. I'll be in the broadcast booth. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Kavika I think wants to come out eventually, um, and. You know, I guarantee I don't, I don't, Michael will come out after he's done. He's just doing too well. Yeah, he's doing. Oh, they're all yeah. kind of just doing too well. And Eric's more of the indoor guy. Yeah, his lot. He, he his, would be great at beach. Like nobody has as good vision or reading ability as Eric. But yeah, he just eats too many donuts. <laughs> too many red vines. Too many soft. Too many red vines. E. And physically, yeah, he's not. He's not uh, jumping all that high. Yeah. Hitting all that hard these days. Yeah. But he's the best passer in the he's world. He's probably the best <laughs> volleyball player in terms of his, like, mind. Yeah. Out yeah. of the whole group. Eric. Yeah. So I remember when I when I sent the initial, like, rough draft of the book to the editor and she came across, like, the Hawaiian chapter, she's like, do they understand, like, how, like this just isn't normal that a group of friends, like, can do this? Because then, I mean, you have Madison and Riley and Brad Lawson and Spencer McLaughlin, all of whom were like crazy successful in yeah. in their careers too. Yeah, Spencer's coaching Mike Amara now at UCLA. UCLA. Yeah, yeah, he just made the move from Berkeley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty nuts. There's just a very rich vault. Like if you learn, I remember going to JOs when we were younger, and going up to the mainland and just like automatically feeling like. Yeah, we're better at volleyball than everyone, pretty much, right? There's, like, the top Cali team. I mean, we're, obviously, we're still pretty, we're cocky little shits, for sure. <laughs> but, like, that's that was the real feeling. Like, I just, you see other players playing, and we learned it a certain way. Like, we learned a very, like, ball control-oriented style from, like, me. I, I All was of under, our coaches just focused on ball control. Yeah, like, we, I don't think we ever got taught blocking hitting yeah. they just didn't care. that's not a thing we never you don't have to practice that yeah. we just do that because 
That's what everyone wants to do. We only learned passing and defense, defense setting. Setting, yeah. All the fundamentals. Coach is just ripping at us. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. and we would just Being play wrong. more, too. Yeah. yeah. That was the thing, We'd having play, our career, yeah. Not just on our own, but even in practices, I remember just, like, playing actual, like, games and live play stuff in practices and not doing a lot of, like, those just small, you know, little drills, you know. Right. Just playing as a kid is, I think, the most important. Yeah, sure. And good to get the touches when you were so young, too, because, like, that yeah. muscle memory, like, there's just no way that you guys are going to forget that at this yeah. point. Plus, we grew up around the university, right? Like, yeah. us going to the women's and men's University of Hawaii matches was, like, every weekend, pretty much. Yeah. So we're, like, watching really high-level volleyball from a really young age. Yeah. And then eventually, like, we're in high school, and the UH players have to they want to play beach sometimes and we're like the groms around so we're yeah. playing against them in opens and and then like the steins and kevin and some of those guys are coming back just to play for fun yeah so we're like getting to play against them a little bit against the uh players and we're still like in high school so it's it's a pretty good spot to be from yeah, we're sure. lucky enough, like, when I was in high school that our coach always got the UH guys to come in and play against us, like, or the ex-players, like, Tony Chang yeah. would come in and Tony was, like, the god for all <laughs> Sean Carney yeah. would come in. Tony yeah. Chang was the one guy yeah. we were, like, everyone's scared of and just, like, yeah. oh, crap. <laughs> just, just, just I mean, I don't know how much around here you get college guys going to the high school. Yeah scrimmage against them but we got yeah, it yeah. at our club practices we got it at our high school yeah. practices and played beach against you know yeah, it was beach against them beach against them a lot that's awesome and you played it like you played it every now and then against like Wong and Stein and them too when they came back right yeah yeah, yeah. they'd come in and hop in the, the four man games or yeah. the junior senior tournaments yeah uh, now you got the dino coming up yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's so why I think it's important, too, to go back and play in those tournaments, even though I'm the worst at it. I'm the one that doesn't go back and play because this is all serious, trying to, you know, stay healthy and whatnot. But um, it's super important for us to, like, give back to the next generation because we were fortunate enough to have all these people helping us. So just to show up and play, like, Taylor plays in everything, which is great. Trevor, you set. I started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting a little bit of my vibe. Yeah, I guess I've been getting oh, some of the careful. tribe vibes. <laughs> but I did play in this last one. I had to. And one went to play. barbecue. Yeah, and I lost right yeah. away. It was bad. We should just but hold like a almost good. like a mini open or something the week after the AVP Hawaii because it's like after the season for the weekend after. And we're the all season. still in good shape. Yeah, and we're still in good shape. <laughs> so, so we, we don't can embarrass actually, ourselves against yeah. the high school kids. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that'd be a fun one. That'd be, or even if it's a four man, you know, and then the McKibbins might maybe get invited, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got put on the same team yeah. last time and they won it. <laughs> oh no, Madison played uh, this time. Did Riley play? This, no, Riley this last there. time. Dude, we could almost have like yeah. a four man, like, everyone can stay for the next week if they want and put together your own four man team and have run that. No, we gotta do bidding. Tournament and bid well, and bidding like yeah like the daddy yeah like the daddy and get all the AVP players to stay for like another week. There's one tournament at, in Hawaii at Outrigger called the Daddy Hain Four Man, and that's kind of always been the biggest one, biggest Outrigger event right of the year. Yeah. Pretty much the biggest event period. 
It's like the one you want to win because you get your name on a plaque on the wall. Yeah. It's pretty legendary. Um, I forget where I was going with that, but <laughs> that's a thing. Now you're going to make yeah, the equivalent of the, of the daddy know, Hain. Yeah. Well, and, and like, so the night before, everyone goes to the Haynes house and it's a big barbecue and they uh, bid on teams. Their mom always buys a team, right? Always buys my dad's team. Oh, buys my dad's team. No matter what, no matter who's on the team, she'll Which buy my dad's team. Which is a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Because that guy's ridiculous. He's up there quite a bit. He's, how old is he? Nobody so, even knows. Nobody even knows. <laughs> Silver Fox. <laughs> and he's just like, always in the right spot. Like, looks like he's moving in slow motion, but like, somehow is scooping Scoop. every ball on the court. <laughs> How is this even working? He's beating us without yeah, moving. Scooping Michael Mall is just knows bombing. Exactly <laughs> like, you're gonna hit it. like guys are teeing off at a world class level and he's just standing in there not flinching. Yeah. <laughs> scooping at one hand. Well, 75 years old. No, he'll say ow. Scooping. Ow. <laughs> when he digs the ball and it hits him, ow. I just scooped you. <laughs> just, yeah. You hurt me. But I still dug you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we should make yeah the uh, the sandcast format in Hawaii. Oh yeah, that, there we go. After the tournament, you're making your first trip out there, I hear. Yeah, I'm heading there. Uh, not this Friday, but next one. Yeah, I'm gonna hook you up with Sim Boogie. Yeah, let's go. Two, what are you doing tour? out there? Uh, covering the it's like Hawaii holds like kind of like the season opening tournament for college, sort of. So I'm gonna go cover that. Figured it was a good excuse to go to Hawaii. Wait, which tournament? Volleyball. Or? It's like the yeah beach volleyball. The college girl. It's like, um, the oh, Duke. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to try the last name, Outrigger Classic. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Duke, I don't even know. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're going out there. Nice. Yeah. Well, we gotta, he's either got to go uh, on the We Go Island Canoe tour. WeGoIslandCanoe.com. <laughs> <laughs> little plug for Simbody, the, the legend. Or go uh, paddle out with uh, Mr. Crab. Old man Crabby will take you in the four-man. Yeah. Might flip you on purpose. Yeah. Just to <laughs> see if you it. can swim. <laughs> I, I, uh, I briefly met him when he was coaching you guys in Chicago. He's a man of few words. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. It's like him punishing you guys is him just like giving you the head nod. Like, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Oh, God. My dad's pissed. Yeah. His he head. just chewed me out just, just with a little head nod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, easy, Bentley. Oh, Bentley's <laughs> goners. <laughs> Bentley's just been hanging on the lap the whole time. Um, was there anything else that you Hawaiians wanted to bring up on the Hawaiian cast? <sighs> I don't know. We should do this more often. We should. Just <laughs> get a couple Coronas. Just hang out and talk about all the... Corner Brews next time. Yeah. Or Corner Reds. Corner Reds. <laughs> I can make that happen. <laughs> No, I think uh, all three of you have been on the podcast. So our final question—I don't know who to direct it to at this point. Bentley. Bentley, if you had to give one piece of advice to an up-and-coming beach volleyball player, what would that piece of advice be? Oof. Whoever comes up with one, I guess. Yeah. I don't want to say Move to Hawaii. The same one I. <laughs> yeah. Last time. Well, what is it? We can use a recap. 
I don't know what I said. Oh, just go ahead and... Uh, oh, you're trying to get an extra downloads. I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> you're trying Let's to go back to some of my episodes. Yeah. Oh, you're going to want to... Taylor is our number one most listened to show. Yeah, so people, let's change that. Go back to the first episode. Which one of mine? Trev, you're like number five. Go back to the fifth episode, ladies <laughs> no, and gentlemen. Try your in the top five. So now that we've combined all three of you, I'm hoping that we can sp- no, I was springboard the fifth. in the number one. Oh, you're the, the fifth, fifth episode cast. ever? Yeah. Talking shit with Trevor Crabb? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's the fifth. <laughs> I mean, um, besides just getting lucky and growing up at like a volleyball hot spot, I think your best bet is to um, obviously play a lot, like all of our guests say, but uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. What you two talked about. Uh, a lot was being an all-around player, not just learning certain skills. Mm-hmm. That goes for all the indoor people, even if you're an outside middle setter, whatever. Learn all the skills, not just your position skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't let coaches dictate that. You know, right. you obviously have to be respectful of coaches, and they're yeah. going to do what's best for your specific team at that time, but ask them to at least give you reps in other places, you right. know, because... If you want to be a volleyball player for a long time, you're going to go through different phases and you have to do every other skill. And if you want to play beach, then you have to do every skill. Right. Uh, and you don't want to have to be playing catch-up. So, yeah, absolutely play. And, yeah. and one of the biggest things for me, honestly, when I played club, outrigger, um, with that group of guys, we had so many good pin hitters that I had to play middle. Mm-hmm. And that, for sure, made gave me the confidence to be a good blocker. Like, I remember, specifically remember blocking in the middle and then transferring that to the beach and like just being like whoa I love blocking and it yeah. came from me being a middle blocker luckily because Trevor was me and Brad Trevor had to play outside to... because we were a little better than Trev <laughs> so that's why they threw that's why Soji threw in the middle no, 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 no. <laughs> the truth is there's no good really try. we don't know where to play you now huh? why don't you score in the middle with Tim Harrison <laughs> Wow, name dropping. <laughs> I played outside in high school. Though, so I, got I was just like every other kid. I wanted to be an outside hitter, but luckily yeah. I was fortunate enough when I was growing up. My uncle Tony was our coach, and he made me be a setter, even though I did not want to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, "Yeah, the you're the best player on our team. You might as well touch the ball every play," which made sense even though I did not want to be a I wanted to be the guy that hit the ball, you know, right. like every other mm-hmm. kid. Uh, but fortunately, you know, that made me a better all-around player that said I didn't grow up just an outside hitter. Yeah. Question. Yes. Yeah. So why do you said chowder now? <laughs> <laughs> New England clam chowder. It's like, it's just chowdery, you know. <laughs> CJ. My guy. <laughs> It's just so chowdery. You know, it's funny, like, when you're talking about it, you're like, oh, yeah, my Uncle Tony taught, uh, he was our coach. Their Uncle Tony was the assistant coach on one of the U.S. national Olympic 84, teams. 84, I think. 84. 84 that's like Karsh Karai and them gold medal, right? That's, oh, just my uncle. Just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he was our 12 and under club coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now he's coaching my other cousins who are 12. And way and better full-on Olympic guys. practices. That's so <laughs> awesome. Yeah. They're, we got five assistant. We got five assistant coaches, some which are all of our family. <laughs> yeah, it's all crap. All of our coaches. Uh, it's, 
Oh, yeah. The parents that want to go complain about their kids not getting playing time have no chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which coach are you going to talk to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. Well, I think we had a nice little, like, round table yeah. piece of advice all, that was uh, solid. We all gave some good advice, except Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> he just called my hands clown chowder, but whatever. <laughs> so chowdery. <laughs> Uh, that's just chowder. Oh, well, good luck stuff. to all three. CJ. Uh, <laughs> this season. Don't mind Trevor. <laughs> this one beer is really kicking. Yeah, guys. I'm a lightweight, though. <laughs>